is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Everybody, Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811. This Alabama election, the media have been trying to draw everybody's attention to it endlessly. Um, and they're voting right now in Alabama. If I were voting, yes, I would be voting for Roy Moore. And I will explain that a little bit later. But all the never-Trumpers who didn't vote for Trump and who would not vote for Roy Moore and so forth and so on, they will immediately categorize me as endorsing every thing this man has ever said or done, which, of course, is nonsense. But I'll get into that a little bit later. Not much later, since the polls are almost closing a little bit later. We have a would-be mass-murdering terrorist in New York. Um, from Bangladesh, a person by the name, uh, his name doesn't even matter, Akayid Yula, 27. He's a Muslim man who says that uh, he was doing this uh, for ISIS, that he's pro-ISIS. And he came here through chain migration. Now you might think the coverage on chain migration that chain migration has been with us since the beginning of the country. That's not true. Chain migration has been with us since the Great Society. A little over half a century ago, as you know, the Great Society did an enormous amount of damage to this country. And this was sort of slipped in there. Sort of slipped in there. When people didn't notice. It was a radical change in our immigration system, which has resulted in a radical change in the citizenry and the non-citizenry that resides in this country. And while there are people out there who talk about how they're all in favor for immigration and so forth and so on, the fact of the matter is that this was part of a scheme by the Democrats and the left during the Great Society to change, to transform the demography of the country, the demographics of the country, and to transform politics in this country. And they damn well succeeded. And uh, the Democrats never want to take responsibility or credit for what they've done. They just don't. So if a president of the United States who keeps speaking out against chain migration, and he's right. If people want to come to this country, it shouldn't be on the basis of Lineage, which is on the basis of merit. Immigration is supposed to be about merit. And yet, more and more, it has nothing to do with it. It's turned into another avenue by which the left seeks to fundamentally transform America. And of course, as I've talked about now for years, uh, the problem also is a lack of assimilation. We're celebrating diversity. That's fine, but you have to celebrate it within the context of assimilation, and that's the part they always leave out. Let me just give you a little bit of history about chain migration. 
and I pointed this out, by the way, in Liberty and Tyranny, which many of you have. In 1965, as part of the Great Society, the status did, in fact, lay the foundation for radically altering the character of American society and the relationship of the governed to their government. When he signed the Hart-Seller Act, the Hart-Seller Act in 1965, President Lyndon Johnson said this bill that we will sign today is not a revolutionary bill. It does not affect the lives of millions. It will not reshape the structure of our daily lives or really add, importantly, to either our wealth or our power, quote-unquote. In fact, during the debate over the bill on the floor of the Senate, Senator Ted Kennedy said, first, our cities will not be flooded with a million immigrants annually. Under the proposed bill... The present level of immigration remains substantially the same. Secondly, the ethnic mix of this country will not be upset. Contrary to the charges in some quarters, the bill will not inundate America with immigrants from any one country or area or the most populated and economically deprived nations of Africa and Asia. Unquote. Lyndon Johnson, Ted Kennedy, other statists were wrong, and it is hard to believe they were not intentionally deceiving the public. In 1964... Republican vice presidential candidate, Representative William Miller, well understood the overall increase in immigration that will result from the 1965 Act. He said, quote, we estimate that if the president gets his way and the current immigration laws are repealed, the number of immigrants next year will increase threefold and in subsequent years will increase even more. So this bill in 1965 abolished the decades-old policy of national quotas, which was said to be discriminatory because it favored immigrants from Europe, especially Britain, Ireland, and Germany, over the Third World. So it increased immigration levels from each hemisphere, setting in motion a substantial increase in immigration from Latin America, Asia, and Africa. And by the way, to the detriment of previously favored aliens from Europe. Now listen to me carefully here. The bill also introduced for the first time in American history a system of chain migration. Chain migration. Which, as the Center for Immigration Studies notes, gave higher preference to the relatives of American citizens and permanent resident aliens than to applicants with special job skills. Now those who receive preference for admission include unmarried adult sons and daughters of United States citizens, spouses and children and unmarried sons and daughters of permanent resident aliens, married children of United States citizens and brothers and sisters of United States citizens over the age of 25. Now you probably didn't hear all that. It doesn't really matter. Brothers, sisters, uncles, children. For the first time, chain migration became the rule of law. In 1965. And may I also remind you, in 1965, the Democrats had overwhelming majorities in the House and the Senate, and of course, Lyndon Johnson won in a landslide against Barry Goldwater. So they were pushing through their most radical agenda. And that most radical agenda exists today. Just as Obama's most radical agenda, much of it exists today. Like Obamacare. So in 1965, this one law, the historical basis for making immigration decisions, was radically altered. The emphasis would no longer be on the preservation of American society and the consent of the governed. Now aliens themselves would decide who comes to the United States through family reunification, that is, chain migration. 
With the elimination of national quotas and the imposition of chain migration, aliens immigrating to the United States were poorer, less educated, and less skilled than those who had preceded them, a pattern that continues to this day. And it is under this system that the would-be mass murder and the terrorist from Bangladesh came into the country. Under this system. The good news is he's such a moron, he didn't know how to uh, commit suicide and take out as many people as possible with him. So the President of the United States is trying to secure this nation. In many ways, including immigration. And the so-called libertarians and the so-called pro-immigration crowd basically are embracing what Lyndon Johnson and the Democrats did when they controlled Congress. Fundamentally altered our immigration system. And not for the better. Because it's much, much more difficult to know who's coming. People themselves now can decide to come. If they're an uncle, an aunt, a father, a grandmother, whatever it is. So you have immigration decisions being made effectively by family members. We can discuss this more if you like. But there's a lot to get into, and and the clock is ticking, particularly as it comes to Alabama. I've been reading a lot of uh, rather self-serving stuff on the race in Alabama. And it really is a little shocking to me. It's a little shocking to me. Roy Moore hasn't been proven guilty of anything. And unlike so many in the media and the Democrat Party, he denies everything. Everything. And we've seen some weaknesses in the allegations against him. Uh, Ms. Norton, I believe her name is, when she was 14, alleges that Roy Moore, what, molested her? Touched her as he shouldn't have? And of course that makes for a, uh, a compellingly grotesque image. And if he did it, a compellingly grotesque human being. But he's denied it since day one. And the Washington Post came up with this story in a very odd way. Time to affect the general election as opposed to the primary process. Where people could have made a different decision. And the Washington Post since then has been relatively quiet about it after it lit the fuse. Gloria Allred shows up on the scene. Always a serious uh, question when she does. Then we had the yearbook. Oh, Mark, the the signature is legitimate. It's it's Roy Moore's. It's the stuff under it that's not legitimate. And yet, Gloria Allred and Ms. Norton stood by it for weeks. And the liberal media never took up uh, the Moore team's insistence that it go to a handwriting specialist because they deny all of it. They still have, won't send the yearbook to a handwriting specialist, even right now. Uh, so it is said as a matter of fact, including by David French at National Review Online, that Roy Moore has done these things. And he gives a long list of why... Moore is, and he uses very strong language, repulsive and vicious. And he believes he's a law unto himself. He says, uh, let's see here, I'm trying to pull it up. He uh, 
or is a vicious constitutional and historical illiterate? Does anybody remember anyone saying that about Obama other than me? I don't know that Mr. French did. Or is absolutely positively obsessed with gay people? Let's see here. This is, uh, we're at National Review. Yes, Moore is likely a likely sex abuser. He says, uh, Moore would hurt the pro-life cause. I'm just reading the headlines. You can read the piece. And the choice isn't binary. Anyone who tells you your choice is limited to pro-abortion Doug Jones or an incompetent, unfit, apparent child abuser like Roy Moore is simply lying to you. You know, Mr. French, I don't know you. But you have an appalling failure yourself of integrity. You have no idea if Roy Moore is a child abuser. None whatsoever. None. So why do you make that allegation? I mean, you're so dug in. Then your opposition to the guy, which is fine as you were with Donald Trump, that you really make over-the-top comments. If you knew and we knew as a matter of fact that Roy Moore had done these things, then your language would be fitting. And then he'd lose with maybe get 10 or 20% of the vote. But you have a way of condemning anybody who disagrees with you in a very poisonous way. In a very poisonous way. So you have people who are voting in Alabama who either do not believe the allegations or are very uncertain about the allegations. And yet they see the, the, the pile-up on the left and the media and among never-Trumpers, among others, demanding, demanding, in essence, that the Democrats should win. Because if you don't vote for more, or you write somebody in, the Democrat wins. And yet the moral discussion is very limited when it comes to Mr. French and some other people. I'm just using him as an example. Using him as an example. What if he were the deciding vote on funding Planned Parenthood that murders tens of thousands of babies in the womb every single year? What if he was the deciding vote? Wouldn't that be worth voting for him? Or must we believe that the allegations are fact and that he repulses us in his comments about other people and therefore so be it? It's a little bit more complicated than Mr. French presents, which is why he puts his thumb on the scale of justice. In fact, he puts his foot on the scale of justice. So certain is Mr. French, so capable of intuiting these things, is he, that we're all supposed to follow behind him. Now he and others, not just at National Review, Weekly Standard, some of these other conservative and pseudo-conservative writers, they insisted that we reject Donald Trump. Now, as a Ted Cruz supporter in the Republican primaries, let us look where we would be if Donald Trump wasn't president. Where would we be? The courts would be filled with more and more leftists. There would be a leftist Supreme Court justice right now. The open borders, uh, uh, DACA and so forth, would be uh, even worse. 
We'd be appeasing North Korea and appeasing Iran. We'd be further eviscerating the United States military. Local cops would be on their heels still. And I could go on and on and on. And I will. I'll be right back. not a binary choice. Of course it is. Of course it's a binary choice. You can look at it many ways. Either Doug Jones wins or he loses. Either Roy Moore wins or he loses. Either the Democrats pick up a seat or the Republicans pick up a seat. And I'm a little sick and tired of these people saying, well, you're just making it politics, politics, when that's all they argue. First they argue that Roy Moore's guilty, or they come very close to saying that. So that's, that's the premise. That's the foundation. And how can you vote for a guy who's guilty? Well, I'm not sure he is guilty. Well, what are you, a fool? And I'm not sure he's guilty. And then they build in the other causes, the real reasons they don't want him to win. He's just, again, not your typical politician. He doesn't go with the flow. He shakes things up. He's not. He doesn't talk uh, as articulately as somebody does, say, from Manhattan or Hollywood. And on and on and on and on, and it starts to bubble up. Meanwhile, the consequences of electing another left-wing kook, well, you know what the consequences are. Mark doesn't suffer fools well. So, if you're a fool, don't call 877-381-3811. You know, reading the David French piece, it's the marquee piece, right at the top. So National Review, that's their feature piece that they're pushing. That they're pushing. And you read this piece. And I really I really thought to myself, because what he's saying and what others are saying is, there can be no moral slash legitimate position other than theirs. If you vote for Roy Moore, you're supporting a man who's a pedophile, or was. Um, So he views the voters for Roy Moore as these deplorables, as these ignorant people, who are just about politics, who really do not have morals, who really aren't people of deep faith, whether they're abandoning them for politics. Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of you. You're not using your noggins, you're not using your conscience, you're not using your experience to make a judgment. No, no, no. According to David French and many like him, you're making a crass political decision because you're a Republican. And they felt that way when you voted for Trump, too. You were making a crass political decision because you're a Republican. And they like to say it's not a binary choice. Well, then what the hell is it? What is it? When you know you can vote one way and perhaps elect Roy Moore and vote another way and perhaps elect Doug Jones. That's not a binary decision. I guess I have to go back to school. But it's more than that. 
These people lecturing us are no more moral than you or I. Perhaps we're more moral than they are. They're no more ethical than you and I. Perhaps we're more ethical than they are. Perhaps we're, we're more prudential and virtuous and wiser than they are. Perhaps they're the ideologues. But it does amaze me how many times you have to write and say the same thing. That there simply is no option if you have morals but to not vote for Roy Moore because he's likely a pedophile or was. Now, who are these people? Who are these mind readers? Who are these these time machine operators? And why should we listen to them? Listen to our own consciences. Practice our own faith. Make our own decisions. To be browbeaten over and over and over again? To be browbeaten over and over and over again? Why? So if Roy Moore wins, we can be browbeaten again? They're literally rooting for the Democrat to win. And when that Democrat votes for abortion on demand, and when that Democrat votes for funding abortion, and when that Democrat votes for uh, transgender people in the military getting funded or being, and on and on and on and on with the radical left social agenda, and the radical left economic agenda, and the radical left military agenda, then I guess we have David French to thank for that, right? Yes, I think so. I think we do. Among others. Among others. This is bigger than politics. Even if we're only about politics, given what the federal government is involved in, that's pretty damn significant. Tell me what the federal government's not involved in. The federal government's in the bedroom. The federal government subsidizes all kinds of sexual activity, or the lack thereof. Where isn't the government? Well, you're just about politics. But it could well be people are searching their consciences and their faith for an answer, and they come up with voting for Roy Moore. And according to French and others, well, you got it wrong. There's no possible way you can come to that conclusion. No possible way. Unless you're a hack, unless you're thin, unless you lack substance. Unlike those people who are lecturing us all the time. And I'm not trying to pick on this gentleman, but he's way out there. His chin's way out there. He wants to be noticed. Great. I noticed him. I noticed him. I'm not being personal. I'm taking on his arguments. Or to the extent I care about any of his argument, I'm taking on some of them. Now, if David French has absolute evidence that Roy Moore was a pedophile, by now he should have presented it. By now he should have presented it. And persuade everybody not to vote for him. Does he have any evidence? I haven't seen it. He just keeps burping up the same thing over and over again. Uh, so, his position is well known amongst those who read National View Online and him. 
My buddy Jonah does the same thing, pretty much. And he is a friend of mine. I haven't talked to him in a while, but I like him very much. Same thing. Essentially, the people who oppose Trump oppose more. Pretty much. Pretty much. But the the thinking process is far more substantive and complicated than these guys let on. It's much more difficult than these guys let on. Because the assumptions they make about the underlying facts or allegations are not the assumptions everybody makes. And if they won't even give people that, then of course they're going to say there's only one way, our way. I got it. I just think the underlying facts are not as factual as they think they are. And so, if there was, you know, a slam dunk case, then I'd be with them. But there isn't a slam dunk case. There simply is not. And the man denies them, denies them, denies them, denies them. And in the other cases, most of the other cases, dating Uh, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, I can't remember all the ages and so forth. None of them allege anything sexual took place. This is my recollection. The other day I brought up John Kennedy and how he essentially, a 41-year-old man, how he lured a 19-year-old intern who was a virgin into having an adulterous affair with him. In the White House, in Mrs. Kennedy's bedroom. Nobody cared that I mentioned that. Didn't matter at all. John can don't talk about John. Well, Mark, at least she wasn't 17 or 16 or something like that. There's something truly repulsive about that. These are facts we know. In great particularized detail. She wrote an entire book about it in 2013. And there's many more cases involving John Kennedy. And and I'm not saying, Mark, you're arguing uh, a parallel argument. It doesn't apply here. But there are moral issues, and they do help us. And they also help us analyze the commentariat out there. How serious they are. How serious they are. The same Democrats who circled the wagon, the wagons around Ted Kennedy, and even today won't say a negative word about Ted Kennedy. They want more Roy Moore out. And for them it's all politics. All politics. Just like immigration is all politics. Anyway, I've set my piece. I've said my piece. Again, I certainly don't agree with everything Roy Moore has said. In fact, I strongly disagree with some things he said. I certainly don't agree with every judgment he's made. I strongly disagree with many of his judgments. Uh, and the same can be said about almost every politician in this country. If you're voting for Roy Moore, it doesn't mean you're embracing all of Roy Moore. That means you're thinking about what the United States Senate does, how issues come up, and you're trying to make a judgment the best way you can 
on who you want to represent you. And again, I just find it very interesting that this all came out well after the primaries, uh, so people could have made a decision there, and we're supposed to say, you know, well, the timing is irrelevant. The sources in the Washington, the fact that it's Washington, that doesn't matter. Well, it does matter to a lot of people. It does matter to a lot of people. Because, again, you're weighing what to believe and who to believe. And this stuff, as I say all the time, is dumped in our laps. And we have to make these calls. We have to make these decisions. I wish, but French says and others, you know, it's not a binary choice. Uh, that's a phrase that ought to be banned. Oh, it's not a binary choice. Of course it is. You think you're taking the moral high ground by electing, electing a leftist who will do everything possible to undermine the principles we believe in? Now, that's not a surmise. That is a fact. That's what he'll do. On the political side of it. All right, so we'll see. And I was wrong. I thought today was Tuesday for some reason. The vote is tomorrow, obviously. The vote is on Tuesday tomorrow. By the way, CNN, may I ask a question of CNN? Is it time to shut the doors over at CNN? You've got such lightweight reporters. They're so pathetic. They're not even third tier. They couldn't make it on a college newspaper. They're so agenda-driven, all left-wing. And it is they who are damaging the First Amendment. It is they who are damaging freedom of the press. Not Trump, not anyone else, but CNN in particular. At least MSNBC is out of the closet. Everybody knows it's a conga line of left-wing kooks. Got it. Over at CNN, it is a conga line of left-wing kooks, but they still pretend they're journalists. Nobody believes it. Nobody believes CNN is a news operation anymore. Just because you get all these ratings at airport uh, at airports because uh, somehow you got a monopoly there, you're not a news operation. Oh, we just made mistakes, mistake. Let me ask you folks a question. Does anybody remember all these mistakes being made during the Obama presidency? Does anybody remember all these corrections having to be made during the Obama presidency? No. The Obama administration would spit out the talking points, and the media in turn, its surrogates, would burp it out. Just burp it out. Ben Rhodes knew how to manipulate the media. Valerie Jarrett knew how to manipulate the media. All of them knew how to manipulate the media. And they wanted to be manipulated because they share the same ideology, the ideology of Doug Jones down there in Alabama. They wanted to be manipulated. They were. But here, again, they're part of the same cabal that wants to take this guy out, Trump. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. I mean, the mistakes, they call them mistakes? There's a website called Axios, A-X-I-O-S. Three screw-ups in one week. Number one, Flynn's testimony last Friday. ABC News reported that the former National Security Advisor was prepared to testify that President Trump, while still a candidate, directed him to contact Russian officials. But later in the day, the network issued a clarification. The direction came when Trump was president-elect. That changed the story completely. Number two, 
Deutsche Bank subpoena. Reuters and Bloomberg both reported on Tuesday that Special Counsel Mueller's investigation had subpoenaed the bank for information on accounts relating to Trump and his family members. Turns out it was false. Never happened. Number three, WikiLeaks emails. CNN up to bat again. Reported this morning. Actually, yesterday morning. That senior Trump campaign officials, including Trump himself, received an email from an unknown sender on September 4, 2016, that linked them to what could have been unreleased WikiLeaks documents. The Washington Post issued their own report later in the afternoon that the email was actually sent on September 14 and linked to a trove of documents that WikiLeaks had publicly released a day early because CNN wanted to show that the Trump campaign and Donald Trump and Donald Jr. on September 4th had code information, had access information to the WikiLeaks information uh, that the Russians had taken from the DNC, among others, and therefore, look at that, we got it, smoking gun. The problem is, it didn't happen. It was September 14th. Smoking gun, they shot themselves in the foot again. I'll be right back. Mark in. for Chamonix's Christmas and holiday sale, and the countdown continues. Introducing the brand new Genesel treatment for droopy eyelids. Here's Mary from Fort Collins, Colorado. I don't believe everything I hear. So I tried this eye lift on my right eye. The next day at work, everybody said my right eye looked better. I couldn't believe it. Yes, all the saggy lines in your eyelids disappear. Best of all, this breakthrough eyelid treatment is yours for free. With your order of Genesel for bags and puffiness. Plus, you'll also get Genesel immediate effects for 12 hour results. Go to Genesel.com, that's Genesel.com, or call 800 Skin 604. But it gets better. Order in the next 20 minutes to get two more classics Esotique RF Collagen Builder and Deep Firming Serum Free. Call or click in the next 10 minutes to get the Lazen's Neck Treatment and Express Shipping Free with. Guaranteed Christmas delivery. Order now to get six free gifts. It's almost like Hanukkah. Six free gifts. 800-SKIN-604. Supplies are limited and going fast. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to genucell.com. By the way, keep something else in mind. During the Republican primary, I backed Mo Brooks. I thought he was the best candidate the Republicans could forward. The Republican establishment eviscerated Ro, uh, Mo Brooks with endless advertisements because he had announced that he would not be voting for Mitch McConnell for majority leader. So Mitch McConnell took after the guy. If people are upset about the fact that Roy Moore is the nominee, you can thank Mitch McConnell because Mitch McConnell took out who he thought the toughest nominee or the toughest candidate was. He took out Mo Brooks. So I'm waiting for National Review to write a piece on that. If they have nothing but contempt for Roy Moore, okay, fine. Who's responsible for Roy Moore? I guess it would be Mitch McConnell, in my humble opinion. All right. Let's take a call, shall we? Yes, we can. Tom, Scottsboro, Alabama, on Sirius Satellite. How are you? I am doing well, Mark, and you? Very well, thank you. We have one minute. 
Okay, I just wanted to mention two things. Number one, if we do it right in, in this state, we are going to end up with Doug Jones as the uh, senator. Of course, because all you need, if the write-in takes 5, 8, 10, 20 percent of the vote, the Democrats are voting for their Democrat. The other thing that disturbs me is we're setting a really dangerous precedent where an accusation is treated the same as a conviction of a crime. Well, yeah, look, it's not a court of law. There wouldn't be a conviction in any case. But it would be nice if they had a little more evidence. I really believe that, too. I have no idea, but I'm not willing to condemn the guy as absolutely guilty based on the public record so far. I'm just not. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Tell me, do you think Donald Trump should resign? Now, we already said a couple of weeks ago, this is where this was headed. Harvey Weinstein, big-time Democrat, Hollywood, Democrat enclave, Democrats in Congress, Conyers, Franken, some Republicans, and then, of course, it would all lead to Trump. And Kirsten Gillibrand is the biggest fraud and chameleon of them all. I don't want to do my fourth show on her associations with Clinton. But right up into and through 2016, very, very tight with Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton helped her become a member of the House and a member of the Senate. Bill Clinton campaigned with her. Bill Clinton raised funds for her. Uh, she was thrilled to be with Bill Clinton. She said so. She took photographs with him and put it on her uh, social sites and on and on. And then suddenly she thinks he should resign. She's sort of a female Chuck Schumer in terms of her uh, hypocrisy in terms of her uh, her being a publicity hound. Now she's taken up the cause of sexual harassment. Well, how can she? She was close to Bill Clinton. And now she's decided that Donald Trump should resign, everybody. So I think we need to create a new position for Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. She should be in charge of who stays and who goes. She should be in charge. She should be in charge of deciding what allegations are substantive and which allegations are not. Because obviously she's clairvoyant. She's deciding who's credible, who's not credible. And she sits there as the junior senator from New York, draws the media to her and says, you know, this one should go, this one should go. We need this training and that training. And Let me ask uh, Kirsten Gillibrand. Why didn't you support anti-sexual harassment training when you were palling around with Bill Clinton? Mr. Producer, I know it's a long show. You want to see if she'll come on the radio show? I suspect she won't. 
But here's what she had to say, of course, on CNN today, the constipated news network. Cut 12, go. Well, President Trump should resign. Uh, these allegations are... Okay, case closed. Trump should resign. Kirsten Gillibrand, pure of heart and soul, pure of background, she has decided President Trump should resign. So the tens of millions of you who voted for Trump, are you convinced? Are you convinced? Start from the top, please. Cut 12, go. Well, President Trump should resign. Uh, these allegations are credible. They are numerous. Uh, I've heard these women's testimony, and many of them are heartbreaking. And okay, but who appointed you in charge of anyone or anything, for that matter? You're one of a 100 people. You're a United States senator. Go around telling people this one should resign and that one should resign. Okay, you should resign. I'll tell you why, Gillibrand. You should resign because you helped facilitate uh, Bill Clinton's uh, reemergence as a powerful figure within the Democrat Party. You should resign because despite knowing everything everybody knew about Bill Clinton, including the fact he was accused credibly of rape, you uh, encouraged him to support your races for public office and to help raise money for you. You should resign because you're a collaborator and a facilitator. You're in no position to be pointing fingers and telling people off with their political heads. No position whatsoever. You're a fraud and you're a chameleon. As I said on November 17th, and others have since picked up on it, but that's what you are. Go ahead. President Trump should resign his position. Uh, whether he will ever hold himself accountable is something you, know, you really can't hold your breath for. And so Congress should have hearings. They should do their investigation. So Congress should have hearings on the President of the United States on sexual harassment. Really? I think Congress should have hearings on Kirsten Gillibrand and her willingness to embrace a man who was accused of rape, Bill Clinton. Her willingness to embrace a man who was accused credibly by Kathleen Willey of grabbing her breasts and assaulting her while she was in the Oval Office. Of her willingness to embrace a man who said in front of a state government employee, Paula Jones, when he dropped his pants to kiss it. I think Kirsten Gillibrand has a lot to explain. The fact that she only recently says, oh, well, Bill Clinton should have resigned. No, 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 no. She doesn't get away with that. Not here. So I think we need to have a hearing on Kirsten Gillibrand and her, her facilitating, protecting, and even promoting Bill Clinton as she did all these years, and he, her. Let's have a hearing. Go ahead. Have uh, appropriate investigations of his behavior and hold him accountable. Yeah, there you go. Well, Kirsten Gillibrand of New York, she's in charge. She's in charge. It's like the French Revolution. She decides thumb up, thumb down. Thumb up, thumb down. Kirsten Gillibrand. Then there's Cory Booker. He was in New Jersey today. And uh, he wants to run for president, too. So he will not be out-positioned and out-maneuvered by Kirsten Gillibrand. That ain't going to happen. Cut 13, go. What has been credibly said about Donald Trump and what has been credibly said about Roy Moore is significantly worse. Whether it's preying on, on teenagers. Cory Booker doesn't know that to be the case. Go ahead. 14-year-old, or the more than a dozen women that have come forward with credible stories about the President of the United States, who on tape admitted to the, that's the very same behavior. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, now, now he's 
he's taking the tape that NBC had and or used and putting it on top of the other stuff. Oh, Cory Booker. Cory Booker, another one who supported Bill Clinton. Cory Booker, another one who campaigned with Bill Clinton. Tell me, ladies and gentlemen, when Bill Clinton was impeached and there was a trial in the Senate, did Kirsten Gillibrand say that he should be found guilty and removed? No, she didn't. She was a hack, and she is a hack. How about Cory Booker? No, he was a hack, and he is a hack. There's something was being done even grander than what they're calling for now, just a resignation. Here we had, according to Gillibrand's logic, here we had, at a time when people really, weren't really coming to, to grips with this as a culture, as a society, the harassment of women. Here we had the Republicans standing strong. They impeached Bill Clinton. They went to the United States Senate, where he could have been removed, with a two-thirds vote of the senators, and Gillibrand and Booker opposed it. They opposed it. Why did they oppose it? And not only that, the charges against Bill Clinton, the impeachment charges, were about him trying to fix the outcome of the case. Obstruction. That's a word the Democrats like to use now. But Bill Clinton's fingerprints were on it. Actual recordings, a federal judge, all there, overwhelming evidence. And yet the Democrats opposed it. Why did they oppose removing a sexual predator from the Oval Office? A sexual predator who assaulted or harassed scores of women, including an intern. Gillibrand, Booker, they were not offended. Not offended enough to support his removal. Go ahead. So if we are now doing the right thing in this country, and we're having a comeuppance and we're holding people accountable... We're having a comeuppance and holding people accountable. Where have you been, Booker? You've been playing politics the whole time. Bill Clinton had his comeuppance. He was being held accountable, and you opposed it. And so did Gillibrand. And so did virtually every Democrat elected official or would-be elected official in this entire country. It's a personal matter, you know... And it goes on. So Trump should resign. What happened to Russian collusion? No, 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 now we're, we're on the sexual harassment. Then we're going to be on to racism and then ageism. We're gonna, we're, we got our isms ready. We, we, you know, we're just moving from one to the next. We can't destroy him outright and chase him out of office or get him you know, removed, something like that. We're going to destroy him so he can't get reelected. And who's going to lead the charge? The press's favorite... Kirsten Gillibrand, previously Bill Clinton's favorite senator, and sh- and he, her favorite president. No, 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 forget about all that. Times have changed between 2016 and 2017. Times have changed. I'll be right back. Mark Lupin. Let's go to where was it? Millie, Huntsville, Alabama, the great WVNN. How are you? I am fine. It is such an honor to speak with you. Thank you for all you do for stimulating us to think and for all of our furry friends. Um, Thank you. I have a situation that I would like to get your take on here in Alabama. 
Doug Jones has been running ads constantly showing our senior center, Richard Shelby, and he's there saying that he will write in a Republican candidate. He refuses to vote for Judge Roy Moore. And I just want to know, what's up with this guy? Why is he Well, I don't know. I've met him once in passing, but uh, he was never going to vote for Roy Moore. That's, that's the thing about these guys. McConnell was always opposed to Moore. Shelby was always opposed to Moore. The Alabama Republican establishment's always been opposed to Moore. Uh, so they've always been opposed to Moore. And, and the Republican establishment's always been opposed to Moore at the national level. So if none of this, if none of these allegations had come, had been made or come forward, um, they'd still want to get rid of Roy Moore. Wow. So if we had voted Luther Strange in, who I did not vote for. No, no, listen to me. They would do the same thing to Mo Brooks, but they'd find a different reason to do it to him. He's one of my customers, a fine man. I voted for him. Oh, I think he's terrific. Yeah, Mo Brooks. Yeah. He is. All right, Millie. God bless you. You take care there in Alabama. I love Alabama. Been to it many, many times. Particularly the Huntsville area. Been there many times. My daughter went to the University of Alabama for one semester, then transferred back here to a George Mason. But I enjoyed it down there. I do. Uh, and the food is second to none. And the hospitality is second to none. But you got a lot of northerners who look down on people from Alabama or people from the south. They just do. I know. I'm from Philadelphia. They've never set foot in these states. They don't know anything about them. And so the lib media is able to create these or conjure up these uh, ideas about being dumb and backwards and so forth and so on, really. Well, I can talk about the modern South that helped Ronald Reagan get nominated to the presidency and on and on and on. Look, the left hates us. Let's just be honest. The left hates us. Whether they're dressed up as Republicans or Democrats, the progressives hate us. That's what they are. They believe in statism. I've talked about this over and over again, too. Big government, lobbyists, uh, all that crap. That's it. Anybody who dares to speak up against it or try and challenge it, they're out to destroy them. And they use their liberal outlets to do it. And that's why the people in Alabama have had enough. Are there any pictures of Roy Moore out there? No. Doing something uh, inappropriate? No. Is there anything else other than what the Washington Post wrote and a few other stories? Is there anything else? Of course, if the seriousness is, is there's no question if they're true, but is there any other piece of evidence? I mean, the, the media have been all over this. Hundreds and hundreds of reporters have been in Alabama. More than hundreds and hundreds of reporters in their home states, in their home cities, working for their media outlets, have been on top of this. You would think we'd have something more at this point, wouldn't you, Mr. Producer? Something. Something. So that's why I'm not prepared to take my foot and put it on the scale of justice, like Mr. French over there at the National Review. I'm just not prepared to do that. And people who are not prepared to do that, it's not that they're immoral, it's not that they believe in situational ethics, it's not that they've surrendered conservatism. Many people have thought it through just as carefully as Mr. French has thought it through and come up with a different result. Raj, 
Raj, I'm sorry. Vienna, Virginia, the great WMAL. How are you? I'm sir. I am just blessed in being able to talk with you. Wow, I so you. appreciate all that you've said and done, even beginning with how we should, how you set an example with the school board of your day. I've been blessed in what your dear father and what he's written. Unfortunately, I haven't had a copy of that book. And so okay. I thought I'd very plainly address what's a big burden on my heart. I have met Judge Moore some 20-some years ago. I met him at the Reclaiming America conference. I've read his book. I've looked at some of his uh, judgments. And so I would like to know which are the judgments which you think are not uh, uh, what you might approve of, but also mention that he stood for the retaining the Ten Commandments, the classrooms. He stood for... And and that's one of the reasons he was removed, I believe, the first time as Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Alabama. It got into the eventually the uh, stream of the federal courts, and they ordered him to remove the Ten Commandments, and he said no. So he was removed from office. And then he was... uh, So he has stood there on the front lines. He's taken all the flack... When you couldn't find anything really wrong with him. Look, he's not my favorite candidate. He's just not. As I said, I supported Mo Brooks, but in this election, I would vote for him. Yes. At this point, when we talk about keeping a foot on the way to justice, the weight of evidence, character evidence that exists for this man, his accomplishments and his stand he's taken, should far outweigh what... Uh, uh, his opponent, his opponent believes in abortion on demand, even up to the end of the pregnancy. All right, Raj, we've covered the, we've covered this territory. I appreciate your call. He says things I don't agree with, Raj, and uh, so be it. But that's how you analyze things. I don't believe there's a single position that Doug Jones has, or maybe there is one, that I could support. At all. And these are moral decisions, too, whether it's abortion, whether it is uh, subsidizing abortion by the federal taxpayer, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Look, my positions are quite clear, whether it was the Alabama Republican primary or this vote. But um, if people have some really strong evidence, besides what we've been told and what we've read and the commentators going on and on and beating us over the heads and browbeating us that if you don't vote a certain way, then there's something wrong with you. You must not be a conservative. You must not really be an evangelical Christian. You must not really be religious. We don't need, we don't need lectures from these third-tier lightweights. Some people are struggling with it. Some people have drawn their conclusions, looking at all the facts. This stuff was dumped in our laps, and that's what you do. I'll be right back. For the conservative media, dive in now, 877-381-3811. You know, I've got to tell you, I'd pick my Casper mattress over every mattress I've ever had. This is the perfect time to get one, perfect time to try one. You know, it helps me get the best night's sleep, period. And once you try yours, you're going to love it, too. 
Switching to Casper, a no-brainer. It's a higher-quality mattress at a more affordable price. I'm sleeping cool and comfortably every night, much better than any of the old overpriced mattresses I used to have. Now, Casper ships for free in a small, how-do-they-do-that size box. They'll even pick it up and refund you everything if you don't love it. From its breakthrough design and superior quality to its packaging, it's no wonder Casper was named one of Fast Company's 50 Most Innovative Brands of 2017. Put Casper to the test in your home for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash mark and use code mark for $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. That's casper.com slash mark. Then you get to the site and you use my name again, code mark. Terms and conditions apply. Casper.com slash mark. Use code mark. You're going to love this mattress. You ought to get it now for the holidays. Take that old mattress and lean it up against the wall and try the Casper. I know you're going to love it. Now, George Soros, the Daily Wire. George Soros-funded group reading Trump's sexual harassment accusers to push for congressional investigation. Mr. Deucer, play Kirsten Gillibrand again for me, would you, so the whole nation can hear this again. Go ahead. President Trump should resign. Uh, These allegations are credible. They are numerous. Uh, I've heard these women's testimony, and many of them are heartbreaking. And President Trump should resign his position. Uh, Whether he will ever hold himself accountable is something you know, you really can't hold your breath for. And so Congress should have hearings. They should do their investigation. They should have uh, appropriate investigations of his behavior and hold him accountable. Daily Wire, a far-left activist group funded by George Soros, is readying the women who accused Donald Trump of sexual misconduct to demand a congressional investigation. The women had made their accusations just before the November 2016 election, and they're back. The women will speak on Monday at 10.30 Eastern Time, they did, to call for accountability and investigation by Congress of sexual misconduct. And you heard Kirsten Gillibrand. They'd accused Trump of groping, fondling, forcibly kissing, humiliating, and harassing women. The press conference was announced in a statement obtained by CBS News. Women who had publicly accused President Trump of sexual harassment and assault will unite for the first time to speak out about their experiences on Monday, December 11 at 12.30 a.m. At the press conference hosted by Brave New Films, the women will call for accountability and investigation by Congress of sexual misconduct by the president. The women will share their firsthand accounts of President Trump groping, fondling, forcibly kissing, humiliating, and harassing women. They're among the at least 16 women who've come forward to accuse the president of sexual misconduct. They're disturbing allegations, and it goes on. In November, Brave New Films released 16 women and Donald Trump, which tells the story of the 16 women who have publicly reported sexual harassment and assault by President Trump. These brave women have all spoken out individually. The video, which has been viewed over six million times, compiled their stories in one place for the first time. Now they're gathering in person to speak out and call for accountability. Did Gillibrand call for a congressional investigation into Bill Clinton? I'm just pointing out what a fraud she is. Now, the group behind this obvious new attempt to force Trump out of the White House, Brave New Films, writes said the Daily Wire, is a non-profit 501c3 organization that claims to be nonpartisan, a claim that becomes laughable upon a review of their donors and partners, which include left-wing hit groups like Media Matters for America and Democracy for America. So they have this phony non-profit charitable group out front. Why the IRS doesn't get a hold of this stuff, I don't know. 
And among its partners and donors, Media Matters for America and Democracy for America, hard left-wing pro-Democrat operations. Brave New Films claims that they do not expressly advocate for the election or defeat of candidates for public office. A statement that's not even remotely accurate, looking at just some of the propaganda-style videos they created, including, Stand up, Senate, the President-elect is a hypocrite. Protect public education, stop Betsy DeVos. Indivisible, a practical guide for resisting the Trump agenda. Getting Donald Trump off NBC's SNL. Now, one of Brave New Film's donors is Open Society Foundations, a leftist organization whose founder and chairman is George Soros, who's given over 32 million, excuse me, 32 billion dollars, billion, to fund the Open Society Foundations, which work in over 100 countries around the world. George Soros is a Democrat mega donor who donated or committed more than $25 million to boost Hillary Clinton and other Democrat candidates and causes. According to the FEC records and interviews with associates and Democratic fundraising operatives, Politico reported. Now, in the wake of Trump's election win, Soros gave $18 billion to his Open Society Foundations as he called for immediate action against Trump. We must do something to push back against what's happening here, Soros said in November, as he warned of the dark forces that have been awakened by Trump's win. So this entire effort aimed at Trump is funded by an organization that uh, that Soros' groups support. Got it? Led by Kirsten Gillibrand in the Senate. So now they have politicized sexual harassment and sexual abuse. And it's all about politics. This is why you and I hate most of these people, despise most of these people. They lie to us. They deceive us. They're all about themselves. They're all about themselves. I'll give you another example, but in a different context. There is a blockbuster report. Let's see, in uh, today's foxnews.com, by James Rosen and Jake Gibson again. Wife of demoted Justice Department official worked for firm behind anti-Trump dossier. There's cockroaches everywhere. Exclusive, a senior Justice Department official, remember this guy. Demoted last week for concealing his meetings with the men behind the anti-Trump dossier and even closer ties to Fusion GPS, the firm responsible for the incendiary document, than had been disclosed. Fox News has confirmed the official's wife worked for Fusion GPS during the 2016 election. Contacted by Fox News, investigators for the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence confirmed that Nellie H. Orr, Wife of the demoted official Bruce G. Orr, who was working for the deputy attorney general at the time, worked, his wife worked for the opposition research firm last year. The precise nature of Mrs. Orr's duties, including whether she worked on the dossier, remains unclear, but a review of her published works available online reveals that Mrs. Orr has written extensively on Russia-related subjects. The Intelligence Committee staff confirmed to Fox News that she was paid by Fusion GPS through the summer and fall of 2016. You understand now, her husband was an Associate Deputy Attorney General of the United States on the staff of the Deputy Attorney General. 
on the staff of the Deputy Attorney General. And Mr. Mueller is so blind, he doesn't even see where the collusion is. He doesn't even see it. Fusion GPS has attracted scrutiny because Republican lawmakers have spent the better part of this year investigating whether the dossier, which was funded by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee, served as the basis for the Justice Department and FBI to obtain FISA surveillance last year on a Trump campaign advisor named Carter Page. The House Intelligence Committee, Chairman Devin Nunes, told Fox News in a statement today, is looking into all the facets of the connections between the Department of Justice and Fusion GPS, including Mr. Orr. Until December 6, when Fox News began making inquiries about him, Bruce Orr held two titles at the Department of Justice. He was and remains director of the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force, but his other job was far more senior. Mr. Orr held the rank of Associate Deputy Attorney General, a post that gave him an office Four doors down from the Deputy Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein. Even more than that, he reported directly to Rod Rosenstein. The day before Fox News reported that Mr. Orr held his secret meetings last year with the founder of Fusion GPS, Glenn Simpson, who was apparently at one point the employer of his wife, and with Christopher Steele, the former British spy who, compl- who compiled the dossier, the Justice Department stripped Orr of his deputy title, and ousted him from its fourth floor at the building that DOG insiders call Main Justice. What do you make of that, folks? Former FBI Director James Comey has described the dossier as a compendium of salacious and unverified allegations about then-candidate Donald Trump and his associates, including Page, a foreign policy advisor. The dossier was provided to the FBI in July 2016, shortly before then-candidate Donald Trump accepted the Republican presidential nomination. As Comey later testified, it was in the same month the FBI began a counterintelligence probe of alleged collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russian government. By the way, let me stop there. The fact that people in a transition speak to members of the Russian government is not collusion. Even if they did it during the campaign, it's not collusion. The issue would be, what did they discuss? I'm just talking about this as a as an abstract matter. The disclosure by Fox News that Bruce Orr met with Simpson and Steele last year, Simpson, who founded Fusion GPS, former Wall Street Journal reporter, and Steele, the ex-British spy, expanded the reach of the dossier's creators from the FBI into the top echelons of the Justice Department. Initial investigation suggested that Steele, a longtime FBI informant, whose contacts with Mr. Orr are said to date back a decade, wow, might have played the central role in putting Simpson together with the Associate Deputy Attorney General. Now the revelation that Mrs. Orr worked for Simpson calls the account into question. In other words... This high-ranking justice official, an associate deputy attorney general, reporting to Rod Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general. His wife worked for Fusion GPS. His wife worked for Fusion GPS. A review of open source material shows Mrs. Orr was described as a Russia expert at the Wilson Center, a Washington think tank, when she worked there briefly a decade ago. 
The center's website said her project focused on the experiences of Russian farmers during Stalin's collectivization program. Let me just tell you, you don't need to be an expert. Their experience was very bad. Because Stalin undertook a uh, preposterous agricultural campaign that resulted in the death of millions. Because they weren't growing wheat. Representative Adam Schiff, Democrat, the ranking Democrat on the Intelligence Committee, declined to comment on the original disclosure about Mr. Orr's secret meetings and did not immediately respond to requests for comment about Mrs. Orr. Of course not. He's busy out there attacking Trump. And so that, to me, is really incredible stuff. Absolutely incredible stuff. It's getting clearer and clearer that Fusion GPS through Mr. Steele, reached right into the FBI. They also set up John McCain. I don't mean set him up to attack him, but set him up to get a copy of the dossier and to get it to the FBI. They also were pushing it out to media outlets. And now we know that Fusion GPS had the husband of one of its employees in the top, among the top ranks of the Justice Department. Even the Deputy Attorney General of the United States appointed by Trump. He was on his staff for a period of time. So Fusion GPS reached into the highest levels of the Department of Justice and the high, highest levels of the FBI, and its report on Trump was fi- uh, uh, funded by Hillary Clinton's campaign and the DNC. You want Russian collusion, you got it right here. You got it right here. Because Christopher Steele, the ex-British spy, relied in part on Kremlin apparatchiks to smear Donald Trump and try to effect the election. And even more. And even more. Let me take it the next step. They not only tried to influence the election, they're trying to influence the post-election period. The fact that this dossier appears to have triggered everything demonstrates that this dossier was not only used to conduct an FBI investigation and get a warrant from the FISA court, but it's being used today effectively to take out this president. To take out this president. I'll be right back. Brand ever come to the defense of Juanita Broderick or Paula Jones or Kathleen Willie and scores of others? Did she ever? No, she never did. Not once. How about Cory Booker? Not once. I cannot stand these ambulance-chasing politicians. They're the worst of the worst. They're the worst of the bunch. And then they're held out there by the media. The corrupt media. Particularly the CNNs of the world as the spokeswoman or booker, the spokesman for sexual harassment. Or I should say anti-sexual harassment. It's that time of year again when the days are shorter. Don't waste your precious daylight sifting through a sea of search results when looking for the right business software. Get home on time tonight with Capterra.com. 
When you're a startup looking to keep better track of customers, a nonprofit hoping to have a record fundraising year, or a business that simply needs better payroll software, you need software, and Captera's got you covered. Search Captera's 400 categories of software. Discover the right tool for your business, anything from email marketing to scheduling to accounting and beyond. Captera makes it easy to find what you're looking for. Captera has thousands of ratings and reviews from actual software users just like you. Best of all, using Captera is absolutely free. Hello, free. 2018 will be here before you know it. So make sure you've got the software your business needs today to help you do what you do better. Join the millions who use Captera. That's C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot, what is it, dot com slash Levin. That's Captera, C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com, uh, dot com slash L-E-V-I-N, Levin. Captera dot com slash Levin. Seriously, check it out. I know you're going to love it. So, you know, there's one bombshell after another that drops on Mr. Muller, on Mr. Comey. Infusion GPS. They're just dropping all over us, like it's Dresden here. And so, oh, ho-hum, Brian Stetler over there at CNN. Oh, ho And by the way, Mr. Stetler, I know you hang on my every syllable. On Levin TV tonight, I not only help expose CNN, I help expose you. You'll want to become a subscriber, Mr. Stetler. Market Stelter. I know what it is. You might want to check it out. I was going to do three hours on you, but I could only handle one hour. I hope you folks will check it out. CNN, Mr. Stelter. Yes, yes, yes. CNN walks back a Jeff Session Russia bombshell. Another one. They're walking backwards. That network, it's always walking backwards. They don't know how to walk forward anymore. I'll tell you about this after the top of the hour. They really must have good balance over there because they're walking back. We're walking this one back. But it's okay. It went through the editors. It was going through our standard vetting process. Wow, that must be a great vetting process. We're walking that one back. Walking that one. Huh? I think we'll have to walk that one back. About, hey, and it's Trump destroying us. Oh, my Lord. I'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. By the way, um... Over at CRTV, we are offering you one of six mugs. I mean, drinking mugs. Not hoodlums. If you uh, if you get a subscription. Or you can purchase it, of course, as a Christmas or Hanukkah gift, or just, if you like, having mugs. And one of the six happens to be me. On one side, me. On the other side, the Levin TV logo. Um, and also, if you purchase 
a one-year subscription for a family member as a Hanukkah or Christmas gift or just because you love them or like them or if they're liberals and you want to expose them to people like me, go for it. Uh, but the six mugs, me, my dear friend Michelle Malkin, my buddy Phil Robertson, I don't know them all. You got my buddy Steve Dace. Who else is there? I can't even tell. <laughs> no offense, I can't tell from the other two pictures who they are. But it's okay. You'll know. You'll know. Yes, indeedy. Let's see there. They're highlighting, of course, uh, Phil Robertson, who's a great guy. But you can get my mug, too, you know. All right, I want you to listen to this. This is Brian Stetler on CNN yesterday. Now, he, he runs a show called Reliable Sources. Howard Kurtz used to have that show until he came to the to the bright side over at Fox, leaving the dark side. This guy, Brian Stetler, uh, used to have a a little website. TV Newser, it was called. He's a leftist when he was going to college at Towson State. He's a fat little slob, little doughboy. No offense, of course. And uh, he went from there to the New York Times. He was there for three years, and he went from there to CNN. So he's 30, 31, give or take, and he's a CNN host. But he has all the qualities that CNN looks for. Low IQ, uh, not a particularly good TV presence, radical hack, cuts corners, you know, that stuff. Fits right in. Uh, but they're forced to admit that their man, Manu Raju, got a story wrong. That he got a story wrong. Listen to this. Cut five. Go. Now, later that afternoon... The story unraveled. CNN's Manu Raju went on Brooke Baldwin's show to issue this correction. We have just received, obtained a, a copy of this email, uh, and instead, uh, we now learn that this uh, this email was on September 14th. All right, your eyes are glazing over about now. Let me cut to the chase. I'll be the reporter to these schmoes. They thought they had Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr. They thought they had these guys. Because two anonymous sources, not one but two, who got it horribly wrong, in other words, may have lied, told uh, Raju that um, Donald Trump Jr. had received an email on September 4th with code information and other stuff to access WikiLeaks emails, which included DNC and other Democrat emails stolen by the Russians. That WikiLeaks had them, copies of them. And that Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr. were so obsessed, frenetic about getting it. They got this email from this guy that told them how to do it. There's only one problem. It wasn't September 4th. It was September 14th. Now, why does that matter? Because by September 14th, it was all public. It was all public knowledge. The emails, what WikiLeaks did and may have had, and so forth and so on. And it's not that CNN corrected itself. Even the Washington Post couldn't take it. Even the Wall Street Journal couldn't take it. And they took CNN to the 
proverbial shed, if you would, and said, you don't have any kind of exclusive breaking story. This stuff was all public on September 14th. You have your date wrong. It wasn't September 4th. It was September 14th. Oh, my Lord, we've got to walk that one back. Walk it back, walk it back, walk it back, but don't apologize. We're CNN. We're CNN. Go ahead. Ten days uh, later than what we originally reported earlier today, and and this is appears to change the understanding uh, yes, of this story. Yes, it changes the understanding of the story. It sure does. That there wasn't any special contact or conduits to Trump or his son. This is blasphemous. This is a disgrace. A disgrace. This is a phony news operation. This is a Democrat liberal operation, and they know it. You got Chris Cuomo sitting there and Don Lemon. You got Jake Tapper, who's now out of the closet. You got this idiot, Stelter. I'll bet they're all Democrats. You got Wolf Blitzer. Wake that jerk up. I'll bet he's one, too. They all are. But Brian Stelter will matter-of-factly handle this. Go ahead. It changed the understanding quite a bit. With ABC's suspension of Raw still in the headlines, I asked CNN if there would be disciplinary action against Why does this Roger- guy always sound like his underwear's tight? Can you tell me that, Mr. Producer? Why is he always squealing? Go ahead. His co-writer, Jeremy Herb. A spokeswoman said no, because the reporters followed CNN's standards process, which means that the anonymous sources they were using for the story were vetted and okayed ahead of time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So it is standard for CNN to get it wrong through their vetting process. And Rod Jew and Jeremy Herb, I thought B's are silent. Isn't it Herb, Mr. Producer, or H? The H is silent. Jeremy Herb, if you will. They went through the usual editorial vetting process. And that usual editorial vetting process revealed nothing. Go ahead. This had been reliable in the past. But they were not this time. The spokeswoman said CNN had no reason to believe this was malicious, meaning the sources weren't trying to trick the reporters. The sources were just mistaken. But that mistake obviously caused a black eye for CNN. Oh, well, on to the next mistake. Manu Raju, CNN, May 24, 2017. Listen to this breaking staller, uh, uh, story. Breaking story by... The same Manu Raju on CNN in May. Cut six. Go. Well, Wolf, tonight Justice Department officials are telling CNN that Attorney General Jeff Sessions did not disclose meetings he had last year with Russian officials when he applied for a security clearance. Oh, my God. He covered up. He hit it. Somebody tell Adam Schiff, hurry up. Tell Mark Warner. Oh, my Lord. He didn't tell Justice Department officials. When he was applying for his security clearance, that, 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 that he met with the Russian ambassador. Go ahead. New information from the Justice Department. Is this the latest example of Sessions not listing contacts he had with Russian officials earlier this year? Now, earlier this year, he came under withering criticism. All right. He came under withering attack. Now, ladies and gentlemen, shh. It's under the radar. CNN had to walk it back. All the way in December, 
months and months after their breaking exclusive report that, that Jeff Sessions didn't disclose meetings he had last year with Russian officials when he applied for a security clearance. He was covering up. He was obstructing. Get him, get him, get him, get him. Except there's this from today. Dave Briggs at CNN. Cut seven, go. A newly released document backs the explanation for why Attorney General Jeff Sessions did not disclose meetings with the Russian ambassador on his security clearance form. Do tell, do tell. We got to know what happened. What happened? Go. Email shows the FBI told a Sessions aide that Sessions was not required to disclose foreign contacts. Oh, my goodness. Slap my head. I need a V8, Mr. Producer. So the FBI advised the Sessions aide he doesn't need to disclose foreign contacts. And the reason was, ladies and gentlemen, he was a United States senator. He wasn't doing business with foreign government. Asking the United States senator to list all the foreign contacts is almost an impossibility. They're coming and going and going and coming and meeting and meeting and calls and calls and whatever, on and on. List them, list them, list them. We got him. He, we got him. He didn't report the Russians. He didn't report the Russians. He didn't have to, the FBI told his aide. You don't have to report them to get your security clearance. Oh, my Lord. What will Adam Schiffler do? Will his neck grow even higher, taller? I, I hope not. That could get awkward. Go ahead. During the course of his duties as a senator, the newly released email supports the Justice Department's original explanation given last May when CNN first reported the omission of foreign contacts on Sessions' security clearance form. My goodness. Manu Raju again. Manu Raju. He's one of their top reporters, don't you know? Must have gone through the CNN editorial vetting system. You see, ladies and gentlemen. The CNN editorial vetting system, which I think is uh, two parakeets. Two parakeets. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is quite an impressive young lady. And she was at the White House briefing today, where she went at it with a so-called reporter. We had to stop calling them press conferences. Really. Then press conferences. Call them Democrat Party conferences, because the press basically is in the back pocket, the front pocket, the top pocket, under the hat of the Democrat Party. So we ought to call them Democrat Party conferences. Here's Sarah Huckabee Sanders um, swatting at the cockroaches. Cut eight, go. Reporters' mistakes and disinformation campaign by a foreign government. Does he see a distinction there? I haven't spoken with him about that, but certainly we would take uh, any misinformation like that very seriously. Um, But it's not something we're comparing the two on. I would just say, Sarah, that the journalists make honest. This is... uh, Jim Acosta, that journalists make honest mistakes, don't you know? Journalists do, but you're not a journalist, Jim Acosta. You're a fraud. That doesn't make him fake news, you know, he says. Go ahead. Doesn't make them fake news, but uh, the question that well, when I journalists have, make honest mistakes, they should own up to them. Uh, sometimes, and a lot of times, you don't. But there's a difference. There's a very big. I'm sorry, I'm not finished. There's a very big difference between making honest mistakes and purposefully misleading the American people. Something that happens regularly. You can't say I'm not done. You cannot say. You cannot say. 
that it's an honest mistake when you're purposely putting out information that you know to be false or when you're taking information that hasn't been validated, that hasn't been uh, offered any credibility and that has been continually denied by a number of people, including people with direct knowledge of an instance. This is something uh, that I'm speaking about the number of reports that have taken place over the last couple of weeks. I'm simply stating that there should be a certain level of responsibility in that process. So the idiot reporters who are reporting, theoretically, on the walking back, the idiot reporters, are challenging Sanders, Huckabee Sanders, in what she's stating, which is an unequivocal fact. I have never seen so many reporters walking backwards. It's like a film. You run it in reverse, walking backwards from stories in my life. Under Obama, they never walk backwards. They never walk backwards. Here, it's every day they're walking backwards. And they never apologize to the American people. Look, I've seen it myself with this Brian Stelter fraud. Absolute fraud on the FISA warrants. On the FISA warrants. When the media, a couple of media outlets kind of touched on it, and I pulled them forward, told the millions of you out there who listen to this program, as well as millions of people on Levin TV and the Fox News Channel went into it. You can't prove that. You don't know that. You don't have any independent knowledge. You're just using press reports, said Brian Stutler. And he's right about that. You know, he's right about that, said Jake Tapper. And they're both wrong. And they still don't own up to it. That is fake news. And those are frauds. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. I hate to do this to you. Maybe tomorrow you can find it. I don't know how long ago, but it was some time ago that I said that the Russians played the media in this country. Do you remember that? The Russians played the media in this country. With its with Russia's leaks, with the dossier and all the rest of it. The media had been played in this country. I also pointed out that the FBI took the bait. The FBI has been successfully played by Russian intelligence and by Vladimir Putin. And I've also pointed out that Vladimir Putin's having the biggest laugh of his life watching Robert Mueller try to destroy the President of the United States. Look, folks, I don't believe Putin ever was rooting for Donald Trump. Ever. Putin knew he would always get more from a Democrat. He would always get more from a liberal. He'd always get more from Hillary Clinton. Look at all the control over our uranium that he got, 20%. He moves into the Middle East and Syria under the Democrat Party's watch. Our military is being eviscerated under the Democrats. Why in the world would Putin want this tough guy from New York to be president of the United States. It's never made any sense to me. And as a matter of fact, look. Trump is standing up to Russia. Trump is standing up to North Korea. Trump is standing up to Iran and so forth and so on. 
fact of the matter is, the Russians played the FBI with this dossier. The irony is it was funded by Hillary Clinton's campaign and the Democrat National Committee. The Democrats who go on TV and talk about collusion, the few that are left, never bring it up. Never. Because the real collusion is that. But the further collusion as you walk down this path are the media. The media have become the mouthpieces for the Russians. Now, don't get me wrong. Every, they're attacking the Russians and all. But the media obsession with Trump, the media support of Mueller, the media feeling leaks by Democrats, fielding them from the House Intel Committee, the Senate Intel Committee, and so forth and so on, plays right into Putin's hands. The weaker the President of the United States, the better. The more he's under attack by Congress, the better. The more there's talk of impeachment, the better. The more Robert Mueller's coming up with his phony obstruction case, the better. The media have colluded effectively with the Russians. The FBI has colluded effectively with the Russians. And it was all funded by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC, which funded Fusion GPS in the first place. Think about it. I'll be right back. If you want to talk to Mark, we have two numbers for you to call. For regular Americans, call 877-381-3811. For liberals, call 877-381-3811. This Doug Jones in Alabama is now accusing Roy Moore of being George Wallace, of supporting racism and segregation. It's hard for a lot of people to stomach this guy. He's a reprobate. Politically, of course. You know, I love my car, our 2010 Camaro. I have other cars, but this is really the vintage. But it's reached that age where things are starting to go wrong. I don't worry about those problems anymore, though. Not since I got extended vehicle service protection from CarShield. Getting covered by CarShield is such a great idea. It's affordable protection that can save you thousands for a covered repair. New fuel pump costs over $500. Replacing a water pump, that's over $1,000. Now, if you need repairs to a control arm or a torque converter, I don't even know what it is. Stuff most of us never even heard of until it breaks. Now we're talking thousands of dollars to fix. They even have plans that cover your car's computer, GPS, electronics, and more. Car Shield's the ultimate in extended coverage, and they get your favorite mechanic or your dealership paid directly. So you don't have to get involved in that. Sign up right now. And you can get 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is in the shop. Save yourself from high repair bills. Get covered by CarShield like I did before something goes wrong. It's simple. Here's what you do. Call 800-CAR-6100 and mention code LEVIN. That's it. 800-CAR-6100, mention code LEVIN. Or... You can visit their website, carshield.com, that's carshield.com, and use code LEVIN, that's L-E-V-I-N. Either way, you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com or 800-CAR-6100, code LEVIN. A deductible may apply. 
These are great services and products that advertise on this program. Really, we vet all of them. It's not like I'm CNN. We actually vet them, and they're really quite good. Oh, we have a liberal in Los Angeles. How can that possibly be? Mike, Sirius Satellite, go. Hi, Mark. Uh, I've been listening to you for about two years now, and yes, uh, yes. just been kind of interested in seeing from the other side and, and, and just kind of trying excuse to get a me, complete sir. Excuse me, Excuse me, sir. What do you mean the other side? I just, you know, I'm I'm a Democrat. Uh, I typically do vote Democrat. Do you not support want... liberty, sir? <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Do you not I support the I Constitution, do? sir? That I, I I'm not, you know, gung ho Constitution every day thinking about that. I didn't I, ask I, you I... to think about it every day, sir. Do you support the Constitution or not? You're on the other side of me. I understand. I, I mean, I, I'd say yes I. Yes or no, support... sir? Do you support our Constitution? Yes or no? Yes. Oh. I like. You to support think I do. separation of powers? Yes, I believe I do. Then how can you be a liberal? I like to think of myself as more socially uh, Democrat, fall you know, Democrat socially, more social issues, while more fiscally conservative with. No, you're not. You're not fiscally conservative. You vote for liberals in California, don't you? Typically, but I've been trying to listen to some your program and other articles, and just trying to. When I say other sides, I'm just trying to read and understand other points of views that maybe don't necessarily agree. There's with There's another side. I'm supporting the founding principles. If there's another side, it's not my side. The other side is progressivism that doesn't support the founding principles. Yeah, but when I hear that argument, I mean, is there room for change, or do we just stay with the way... No, sir, 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 listen to me. Listen to me a second. The central government is not the place you go for change. When you want change, you do it in your family, you do it in your community, you do it in your business, you do it in your place of employment. The magnificence of the Constitution is it's trying to limit the power of the central government, the federal government... And that way, more and more people are free to do what more and more people want to do. Now, you say, do you support change? You're really saying, do I support the leftist ideology? Do I want the leftist ideology, which is a change from our founding principles? Isn't that what you're really saying? No, I, I no. I think it is. I, I just think there's certain things that we do that we could do differently and be open to, to possibly changing and, and improving upon, you know, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not opposed. Conservatism is not against reform. There's a difference between reform and change. Do we agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, Edmund Burke pointed this out beautifully, by the way. Yes, there's a difference between reform and change. I have no problem with reform. As a matter of fact, let's take a look at capitalism. Is capitalism about uh, constant evolution? I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so too. And socialism yeah. is about redistribution. Yeah, and I'm, I'm definitely not about that. Okay, but I'm just pointing out the language. <clears throat> the Constitution doesn't prevent evolution. It doesn't prevent progress. It encourages it. But for our Constitution, we wouldn't be what we are today, the wealthiest, most tolerant, most beneficent society on the face of the earth. And the Constitution is nothing but the governing manifestation of the Declaration. Do you believe we're born with unalienable rights? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Is it yes or no? <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what is your question? What is your bone to pick, as they say? I, not necessarily a bone. I just, I just don't know why, you know, as I'm trying to expand my horizons, cliche as that is, you know, I, I feel like politics have become such a team sport. It's. Republic- but I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I don't wear the Republican uniform. All the years I've been on the radio, if we do have a binary choice, and we now have. Um, kind of an odd group out there that's like, you don't have a binary choice. Well, of course, it comes down to that, whether you like it or not. Uh, there's not three effective major political parties out there. There's a ton of small third parties. But they, the, the, the result is, if you vote for them, you'll like the other guy. So that's binary. Uh, but the point is, um, you've heard me talk about McConnell before it was uh, common to criticize McConnell among conservatives. You've heard me talk about Boehner before. That was common. You've heard me talk about a lot of people, if you listen to the program, who wear the Republican uniform, who I cannot stand. Anyway, go ahead. And, yeah, and I, I massively appreciate that. And it's why I've been able you know, to listen to you for a couple of years now. Um, and I appreciate your criticism of the Republican Party. I just feel like the way a lot of people vote nowadays. How about my you know, criticism of the Democrat Party? What do you think of that? I think it's. I think a lot of it's valid, and hence again why I've been willing to listen to you primarily. Um, All right, go ahead. I, ask I, me. Your, you're a very. You sound like a very nice guy. Go ahead and ask me your question. What was it? I appreciate it. No, I mean it's a general question. Is what your take? What's your take on just team politics? It just seems like, you know, when it comes to like Roy Moore tomorrow, or or just other. You but know, my view of Roy Moore has nothing to do with team politics. It, and I broke it down in the first hour. It has to do with uh, whether or not his con- whether or not you think he's guilty or not. It has to do with whether or not you agree with him on certain issues or not. <clears throat> I don't agree with him on all issues, and I don't like the way he talks about certain issues either. Quite frankly, and I've said that many times. My Republican primary support I supported Mo Brooks, but look, we lost. The people decided. And then I have to look at him, and I have to look at his opponent, who's now talking about George Wallace and segregation and racism. Clearly, this Roy Moore doesn't support, and yet that's what they say. And I also have to look at um, uh, the country, and I have to look at the principles that undergird the country. I have to look at issues that are important to me. I'm not a liberal, quote-unquote, on social issues. For instance, when it comes to abortion, I'm strongly opposed to it. And yet there are people who are strongly for it, and they define womanhood based on abortion. They define whether the Democrat Party supports women based on abortion. I find that really pathetic. I understand that there are certain people who who have abortions and so forth for a variety of reasons, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna condemn anybody. I'm just telling you where I where I come from. So if a guy's running for the Senate, forget about Alabama. Let's say it's Virginia where I am. Let's say it's California where you are. Guy's running for the Senate, and he's and he, and, he, and, he, and he lies about the other candidate on racism and segregation in order to try and churn out the black vote. And he's a leftist when it comes to Planned Parenthood and all these other things. I have to take that into consideration. Yeah, I have to I mean, take, I, and, by, and by the way, the, the other thing that's annoying is we're going to have elections all over the place. Why the almost obsessive? A uh, single myopic focus on this race in Alabama. You see what I'm saying? It's like, it's it's like all of a sudden the whole country is involved because the media want the whole country involved. That's a good point. 
it's a good point. Um, I, 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 I think for someone, uh, you know, like you who actually does look at the issues, I just wish, I wish there was a way through this whole political process, through elections, that issues could be the determining factor. Because I, without a doubt, I used to do this. I don't, I didn't do this with the last election. I try to actually look at the candidates, see who I agree with on different issues, and, and make the best choice, not just if there's a D next to it. And I just wish that more people could do that and take a stand on issues rather than... I think again, more and more people are. I think that's why you see the Republican Party in somewhat disarray these days. I also think... Uh, I mean, I think we're debating ideas, some of which I think are moronic. But I think we're debating ideas more than we debated ideas many times in the past. No, definitely. I mean, I think this is... I think although this is although I think the Democrat Party is pretty single-minded, don't you? Oh, no, without a doubt. I, I think there's just a lot of issues overall. I think this is why Trump won last year. I mean, mm-hmm. I was telling all my coworkers, I'm like, Trump's going to win, Trump's going to win. I mean, I was predicting as early as January of last year, and everyone thought I was nuts. But I just mm-hmm. felt that, ironically, it was what changed. I don't know if he's fully doing it yet. Um, I just, yeah, I, 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 both parties are a mess. And I just really wish people could look at the issue. Mike, I want to send you a copy of Rediscovering Americanism. Will you read it if I send it to you? Uh, I'm not a big reader. Come on now. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll, a, we'll I, man I up. Do we have any audio tapes, Mr. Producer? I'm going to send you an audio tape, okay? Okay. S- somehow I'll get to you. And you can put it okay. in your car while you're, while you're tooting around there, okay? Okay. I'll give it a shot. Don't, Thanks. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. He's a nice guy, right? He's a liberal, but he's a nice guy. Let's continue, shall we? I think we will. Let's go to Joe, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Sirius Satellite, very nice area. Go right ahead. Awesome. Hey, Mark, I uh, just wondering, just, you know, following up kind of with this call, the previous caller, just wondering why you think, you know, it's a binary choice right now, but why can't the Libertarian Party or any other third party I mean, I guess the Libertarian Party is the biggest third party. Why can't they gain any traction? Because well, people don't support them. Why not? That, that's the real part. Maybe most people aren't libertarians. But if you're if you're about individual- maybe most people don't support open borders or uh, or uh, pot legalization. I'm just giving some ideas. Maybe that's why. I, I totally understand that, but. You know, if you really believe in individual liberty and freedom, like we talk about on this show, in smaller government... No, 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 you're, you're asking me why other why people don't support the Libertarian Party or other third party. And I'm answering your question, because they may not agree. And by the way, I watched that Libertarian Convention a year or two ago. It was, it was better than Saturday Night Live, I hate to tell you. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, they're debating whether or not we ought to have streetlights. Stop signs. You know, when you're debating stupid stuff like that, you turn people off. Well, I just, you know, in my opinion, it's the biased polling when it comes down to presidential. It's always something else. fact of the matter is, polling may be biased, but the people, you know, the people get what they want. And they're not wanting libertarians. I want individual liberty in the... I know what you want, but you get about 5 or 6% of the vote. You got my point? 
Why doesn't one everybody want everybody? Thanks for your call. I, I can't the. Why doesn't everyone? Why doesn't this? Why doesn't everyone? Call Hannity. I'll be right back. Lovin. You know, if you're still looking for that perfect gift for the fellow conservatives in your life, I'd like to make a suggestion. Give them the gift of information, education, and entertainment this holiday season. Give them a subscription to CRTV. They're going to thank you. Over on Levin TV, we've been covering everything you don't hear from the liberal mainstream media, including the liberal mainstream media, or the real facts behind the Mueller investigation, and so forth. It's only 89 bucks when you use promo code Levin. It's normally 99 89 bucks when you use promo code LEVIN for the holiday season. And not only that, with it you'll get a free limited edition mug with my mug on it. So you sign up, you can give it as a gift, 89 bucks, you get the mug, say, I want the LEVIN mug. You only have a little time left to take advantage of this offer. So give us a call right now. They're there at our toll-free number. And they're in America, may I add. 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-LEVIN-TV. We've got some big announcements coming in 2018, and we want you to be a part of what we are doing. We're taking media back from liberals and giving you transparent, honest shows from trustworthy hosts. So do yourself a favor. If you don't have it, give yourself a gift. If you have a father or mother who are conservatives, you have a member of the family who's in the military or police or firefighters are just solid conservatives. Now's the time to give them a gift, and I'm telling you, they're going to love it. Sign up today. Use code LEVIN. Use code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, to get your free LEVIN TV mug. Again, that's 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-L-E-V-I-N-TV, or visit levintv.com, that's L-E-V-I-N-TV.com, and get your LEVIN mug on top of it, so it's not $99 for it. But $89 if you act quickly, plus the mug. I'm telling you, it's great. I mean, I do 200 shows a year. You got Phil Robertson out there. You got Michelle Malkin out there. You got my buddy Steve Crowder out there. You got my buddy Steve Dace out there. goes on and on and on. We've got a wonderful network. People, why don't you buy a network? Why don't you buy? We don't have to. We're building it from the bottom up. And not only that, can I just say this? This is the new technology. It's the new wave. I don't care how old you are, whether you're 19 years old or 99 years old. You can watch Levin TV as an example. If you have a smart TV, you can watch it on Roku or Apple. You can watch it on your PC. You can watch it on your laptop. You can watch it on your iPad. You can watch it on your iPhone, on your Android, and on and on and on. Talk to our people at 844-LEVIN-TV, and they'll tell you how to do it. It's simple. If I can do it, you can do it. Because technology is typically over my head. I just don't focus on it. It's not something I do. But they'll walk you through it. Well, let's continue. I've got one minute. Quickly, Dan, Salt Lake City, Utah, the great KKAT. Go. So, yeah, I think back to the last two previous callers, I think the issue with partisanship is we've gotten too many issues moved to the national level. And if we kept them local, kept them state, then that partisan stuff 
kind of falls away because it's such a local down-to-earth issue that you care less about what party line it is. That's such an important point. Every single issue decided by the feds becomes a partisan issue because it's make or break. It's a nationalized, centralized government issue. Dan, excellent point. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, especially the cops tonight. Thank you for keeping us safe. We salute the NYPD and everybody else involved. See you tomorrow.